Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Today's show is going to be fun because we have a, 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 a guy who used to be local, mm-hmm. uh, kind of, a, kind of a, a hero here in Marin County uh, for the 1985 World my, Series. Went to my high school, yeah. a little, little younger than me, but uh, we're very proud of Buddy Biancolana. And for those baseball fans that know that name and go, wait, wait a second, I've heard of that name. 33 years ago in the World Series, 1985, this guy had uh, quite a uh, quite a quite a day. Errorless, I'll speak for him. <clears throat> yeah. He'll be on in the next segment. Yeah. But uh, errorless baseball and yeah. a, a, a great I, triple. To, I was going to uh, say quite a day, quite a series against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. That was a fun World Series, by the way. The Kansas City Royals against St. Louis. And uh, when Buddy comes on in the next segment, we definitely want to ask him about. Instant replay because ah, Don yes. Deckinger, right? It was not Don Deckinger. Yeah, that, yeah. The Kansas City got the benefit of that that call, didn't which, they? Which was good because and then was... Joaquin Andahar did not like it. You uh, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. He got kicked out of the game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, that. I totally forgot. I still remember the play, but I forgot about that yeah. part of it. Um, okay, so this, uh, in fact, uh, we're going to be having trivia theme is going to be basketball today. Oh, good, because uh, you know we're getting towards the end of the season. Yeah. We've got the, the Warriors in against uh, the Rockets. Against the Rockets and uh, the Cavs are going to be... Uh, probably against Boston. Probably against Boston. Yeah, yeah there you go. All right. Uh, this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding 7.5% secured by real estate. Mostly in California, uh, 56% loan to value. Doesn't get any more conservative than that. you got to check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. And if you don't qualify to invest with their fund, you can go online to privatemoneyloans.com and you can buy individual deeds of trust, know exactly what you're getting into. Uh, check them out, pacificprivatemoney.com or privatemoneyloans.com. Don't touch that dial. When we come back, we're going to have Buddy Biancolana, which I, I've got to think that that's only, there's only one Biancolana in all of baseball. I think in all sports. In all sports. It's not that uncommon a name, but it just, I haven't, I don't know of any Bianca Lano's okay, name we'll, we'll yet. Okay, we'll ask Buddy. Buddy yeah. Okay, all right. Don't touch that down. We'll be right back. Right. 
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Whitewater rafting is the ultimate team sport. And since 1972, Mother Lode River Center has been running river trips from mild to wild on the American River, California's most popular whitewater rafting destination. The company has taken thousands of happy guests downriver while maintaining the industry's best safety record. Mother Lode River Center is California's original whitewater resort, spanning half a mile of gorgeous riverfront. An ideal choice for birthday parties, family vacations, or an adventurous day out with friends. Motherload is the only rafting outfitter with an on-site zipline and high ropes challenge course. Exciting new offerings this season include the best of the gold country package with whitewater rafting, ziplining, gold panning, overnight accommodations, and meals combined for the ultimate weekend of fun. Book your trip today by calling 530-626-4187 or visit us at malode.com, malode.com. See you on the river. Mother's Day is this Sunday, and Pro Flowers is offering an amazing special. 100 stunning blooms for mom, plus a free glass vase for $19.99, plus shipping and handling. Go to proflowers.com, click on the blue microphone, and enter the secret code 3000. But hurry, this incredible deal expires this Friday. With fresh flowers, guaranteed delivery, and unique vases and accessories that mom will love, Pro Flowers has everything you need to get your Mother's Day shopping done for all the moms you know. Order now from Pro Flowers to get huge savings. Just pick a delivery date and it's guaranteed or your money back 100 colorful blooms sent fresh from the fields and guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven days starting at 19.99 and will include a free glass vase order now because mother's day is this sunday and this incredible special expires this friday the only way to get this amazing deal is to go to proflowers.com click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner and enter the secret code 3000 that's proflowers.com secret code 3000 now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets book a flight today to london paris madrid or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed call the international travel department right now at low-cost airlines 800-754-4531 800-754-4531 that's 800-754-4531 Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Bruce, who's on the phone? We got Buddy Biancalana, a former Major League player who uh, has a local connection, as we mentioned. We do this show out of Marin County, which is just north for those of us, uh, those of you listeners out there who don't know where Marin County is. It's just north of San Francisco. And Buddy played his high school ball at uh, Redwood, where I went to school a little after I was there. But uh, outstanding uh, player and played for a, a legendary local coach by the name of Al Endress, and we can ask uh, Buddy a little bit about him later. Al's still around, by the way, almost 90 years old and doing That's very right. well. well. He was on our show uh, a couple yes, weeks ago. Yeah, Al, I ran into him recently, and he's he's looking good for a guy who's cl- closing in on 90. He's doing okay. We should all be right. there. Yeah. Uh, so, Buddy, how you doing? I'm well, Edward. How are you? Very good. Thanks again for being on our show. Buddy was on, gosh, I guess about two, three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the yeah, second yeah. time on. Um, 
So, buddy, a lot of people now. We obviously remember the '85 World Series. You know, it's 33 years ago. It seems like yesterday for you, doesn't it? <laughs> Time goes fast. <laughs> yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem that long ago, and you know, an event like that is uh, very profound. And so, it's uh, you know, it's something I get asked a lot about, and uh, certainly was a, a peak time in my life. You don't realize the, the magnitude of a World Series until you you're there and you win it. And oh my, it's. Uh, Quite an experience. How, I was going to say, yeah. how old were you at the time? I was twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you'd been in the league a couple of years, but you 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 hadn't played a lot of uh, major league baseball. So boy, wow, to be in center stage on a team and that Royals team, they had some great teams in the late seventies, early eighties. You had George Brett on that team. You had some, you know, you had bye Willie bye Wilson. Balbono, Bal- yeah, Balboni, I think yeah. Dan Quisenberry was still yeah, on that yeah. team, wasn't he? Yeah, Quisenberry was yeah. quite a – I got to know him a little bit with the Giants. Tell us a little story about Dan Quisenberry because he was one of the most likable, fun-loving guys, and he was your classic relief pitcher, wasn't he? Well, the, you know, the media loved Dan Quisenberry because he was uh, very creative and, and would always, uh, you know, give some, some uh, interesting answer to uh, media members' questions. So the media fell in love with Dan Quisenberry and was a great teammate and, and um, you know, he was a submarine pitcher. Yeah, submarine pitcher. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. The only thing about Dan Quisenberry, you know, he was a great closer, but you knew he wasn't going to strike anybody out. Yeah. yeah. You know, he just didn't strike many guys out. So he'd come into a game and being a shortstop, you knew, Ball, ground hey, balls, you know, yeah. I've got to turn a double play, you know. So he was a guy that, you know, he'd throw a lot of strikes and get a lot of ground balls, but the pressure was on the infielders to, to turn the double play, and we often did. So, um, but uh, a great guy, good friend of mine. We became very good friends prior to his uh, death. You know, he had a brain tumor, sad, sad. Yeah. But, um, very good guy and uh, just a great thinker down from the side. You know, we when last time when we had you on, we we talked about the you know being quote in the zone. Uh, you know, where things kind of slow down. And I'm thinking, you know, as, as Bruce was saying, you know, you're 25 years old, you're in the World Series, and gee, it's not like shortstop has a lot of pressure on you. You know, <laughs> All right. yeah. I mean, is it one of those things where you like you're hoping the ball gets hit to you, or a little nervous that the ball is going to get hit to you? Well, you know, in, in that series, something very unique happened to me. Um, you know, I, ha- I had this zone experience where everything just slowed down, and I wasn't thinking, and everything I did was just very fluid and effortless. It became very, very easy, and, and you know, there are many times I didn't want the ball to hit to me, but in that yeah. series, I did want the ball to hit to me, be mm. hit to me, and the bigger the situation, the more I wanted the ball. And yeah. It was just a remarkable experience that has, you know, led me to you know, teaching that experience to athletes now by design. You know, usually you have it by chance, as I did, and uh, because it was only by chance, I had no idea how to repeat it. So I was out of the big leagues 18 months after after I had the experience. Wow. And, um, but working with neuroscientists, we've been able to quantify that and, and uh, now teach it. So yeah, but just think reason, of it, I guess, right? Well, just think if you could have been teaching it to yourself, you'd probably still be playing <laughs> at fifty at 58 years old. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about that, but I know I would have lasted a long time. You know what's interesting about Buddy is you know there are a lot of players, a lot of great players, Hall of Famers, that never even got to play. Yeah. In a World Series, and yeah. Buddy didn't play a long time in the major leagues, but he not only played in a World Series, but he had a hand in winning a, a big game. You know, tell us for those that don't remember, Buddy, uh, remind us a little bit about your experience and what happened to you in that World Series. How many at bats you got? When when was the big moment? And and uh, just give us a little reference uh, frame of reference because a lot of the, a lot of our listeners may not be you know they may not be old enough to remember. Right. So you know I. Um I was more, you know, certainly more of a defensive specialist than, than an offensive catalyst, and I was. We kind of had two shortstops who were playing off and on during the season. Myself and Onyx Concepcion, and mm-hmm. down the stretch, our our manager Dick Hauser decided to go with me, and 
and we traded for Bucky Dent. I thought, oh, Bucky might play instead of me, but uh, that wasn't the case. Hauser stuck with me, and I was, you know, I was playing pretty well. I was catching the ball while down the stretch, and you know, we got in the playoffs, and you know, I played well and started all all fourteen postseason games and didn't make an error. Mm, so it was really, um, you know, the best baseball I'd ever played in my whole life. I again fourteen games without an error, and you know, swung the bat as well as I ever did, and was getting on base and. Again, it was this known experience, this certain process in the brain that we know now exactly what takes place. And, and um, well, why don't you go into that a little bit? Remarkable experience. Yeah, tell us a little bit about what goes on in the brain. We can, you know, because that's kind of being your specialty nowadays. Yeah. So you know, if you ask a hundred athletes in any sport how they felt when they played their best, they would typically answer in three ways. One, they would talk about how everything slowed down; they had more time and they weren't rushing. Two, they would typically say that they really weren't thinking. It was just kind of happening. They were just reacting. And three, they would say that their motion was more fluid and effortless and the timing was, you know, literally, you know, probably perfect. And so if that's what's taking place when you're playing your best, it would only make sense for it to be the priority, right? Yeah. However, that experience is kind of a very mystical experience that uh, we've been able to quantify and teach now. And I've, I've now worked in 10 pro sports and 25 amateur sports and uh, have proven for 12 years now, I've known that it expedited development, it really enhanced performance, and it minimizes soft tissue injuries, which is a big issue in baseball, mm-hmm. as we know. Yeah. Now technology has is, become is available, and I've been able to prove that through, I've done four studies now. And um, so we've proven all that. We'll do, uh, trying to do another study this coming summer, see if we can pull it off. There, there are a lot, of, uh, a lot of logistics to work out still. But, um, you know, I've got doctors on board now, and, and uh, it's, you know, it's getting very exciting. It's been a long haul, but something that I knew, uh, you know, I kind of always knew where I was headed and knew that I wanted to have doctors supporting it and, and so, knew that so, I had to, to uh, get the data, which we now have. So it's, uh, so what do you do? Do you, do you approach, do you approach a, a, a team like a general manager, and, and what's your pitch to them? Yeah, so I'm in touch with a lot of teams, um, you know, that are showing interest. They... They want the data, and, um, you know, when dealing with a corporation, and especially in baseball, you have to have more than just one person saying, okay, you know what, this is great, there's all the proof, and we're going to do it. You know, it takes about five, five people in key positions and say, you know what, this is, this is uh, we're going to implement this. And so far, we haven't, haven't gotten that uh, very, very close. Um, we're developing our own technology product using artificial intelligence that will be able to assist clubs and coaches and players to get in the zone. Yeah, I mean, you'd think that they'd want to at least maybe try it, you know. Um, yeah, no, it's coming. You know, it's coming. Yeah. It's, it's all, all, you know, it's been, you know, people people are ready to hear and see only what they're ready to hear and see, and it really doesn't matter what the pitch is sometimes. So mm-hmm. um, good news is we've just been approved for, um, verbal, got verbal approval from Entrepreneur Magazine to, fund our initial technology product that will be used to, you know, for athletes and coaches to, to teach what I teach. So I'm curious how you got really into this though, up. buddy, how did, how did you go? How did you trans, how did you make the transition from being an athlete to doing what you're doing today? I imagine there was a lot of things going on in between. I mean, after your career was over, you're probably thinking about 
Yeah. You know? well, hey, hey, buddy, we're going to let you answer that when we come yeah. back from break because we do have to go to a commercial break here. Okay. Okay. So again, we're talking basketball, and uh, whoever knows the answer, don't answer till we come back. From- <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Well, one time, remember we? I, I one did. Time, I jumped in there. Yes. Was it you? No, no, no. no it was it a wasn't. guest one time who jumped in yeah. and says, "Well, here's the answer." And, and you had, no, to, and you had to come up with another. I uh, had to come up with another one. Okay. Yeah, it's all right. As of October 2017, so yeah, not pretty pretty recent. What is the youngest? NBA franchise. Mm, okay. Good right? Because we know the Minneapolis Lakers had been around a right, long time and all that. Right. So as of 2017. Minneapolis Lakers. Well, I mean, remember I mean, that? Yeah, <laughs> Come that's on. a little before that. my time. They, yeah, moved, they moved the to 40s. L.A. In the, well, they actually moved to L.A. in, I think, the late 50s. Late 50s? Yeah. Okay. All right. So the, here's our question. is As, as of two, October 2017, uh, what is the youngest NBA franchise? Mm, good okay? question. Right. Good question. All right. So don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101 will be right back. And Buddy Biancolana is our guest, and he'll answer the question about how he got in with the um, – well, we'll just let him come yeah, back yeah, yeah, and yeah. explain the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. All right. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. <laughs> Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home. But they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure 
foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit. But you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. First trivia question. As of 2000, uh, October 2017, what is the youngest NBA franchise? Basically, which one came in? Uh, you want to give it a shot, buddy? I think I know, but I'm uh, Yeah, ahead. I would love to take a shot at that. Go I'm ahead. I'm going to say the New Orleans Pelicans. All right. No, because they were the... Charlotte Hornets. The sh- I'm going to say the Toronto Raptors. No, it's actually the Charlotte Bobcats. Oh, that's right. The, that, that's <laughs> the right. When they lost the team to New Orleans, they felt badly, so they got a new. That was weird. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know too many cities that lost a team and got a new one. Uh, that doesn't happen too often. It happened yeah. in hockey with Minnesota. They lost the North Stars to Dallas, and then they got another team, the Wild. So then uh, so the Cleveland Browns, uh, Cleveland left Browns, and they oh, came back. Yeah. they Bal- should have kicked Baltimore you know, Ravens. They right? go to Baltimore and they win what two Super Bowls? Now they're uh, <laughs> yeah, the Cleveland Browns have won what two games in the last uh, two years? Hugh Jackson's that's, still coaching though. Uh, well, that's why you have the Cavs. You yeah. know, they try to make up for it. Anyway, we were talking to Buddy about about what he does, and it's interesting. Um, Buddy played in the major leagues. We mentioned this, uh, you know, a short time, but he had a, had some great success. And then, buddy, you got into this, but it it wasn't overnight. I'm assuming you did some things in between your the end of your career and what you're doing now. How did you uh, transition into this, and what inspired you to do this sort of thing? Because what you're doing is a little bit unusual. Yeah, right. So I um, I had a lot of injuries. You know, my career ended with a back injury when I was 29. You know, but I had neck injury. I had concussions. Um, you know, from my youth and, you know, through my healing and, and, you know, I learned a lot about the brain and the body. And I started when I was just doing some amateur coaching year, many years ago, I started to use, started, you know, figure some things out and started to use some techniques that I was, that, you know, that, that was very beneficial. And I was blown away by what I saw. And then I met, you know, some really fabulous teachers and, um, you know, started to put two and two together and really figured some things out. And um, so that's how it all happened. It was really through my in- injuries and the healing and starting to understand that the brain's uh, role in the, in the body and the muscles. You know, the brain, the brain is the operating system of the muscles. So if it's not the priority when you're practicing and playing a sport, you're just kind of rolling the dice as to how successful you can be. Well, remember what Yogi Berra said, right? It's 90% phys- exactly right. mental and the rest of it's physical. Mm-hmm. Or no, 50%. Well, <laughs> anyway, hold on. 90%, 90% mental and the other half is physical. That's what it was. Okay. <laughs> Yogi always had a way of putting things there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, what we've learned, one, one thing that we've learned is that any time a mechanic, right, a physical mechanic, or the desired result becomes the priority of the athlete. It creates a muscle imbalance. Hmm. So the chance of efficiency um, and chance to, uh, is, is decreased, and the chance of injury increases. So when you make the processes of the brain the priority, the chance of efficiency increases, and the ch- chance of injury decreases. Which how, how, do you do, how do you do that, That's, though? We do that. I do that work, working with the athlete and, and putting the mind in a certain state and, and teaching them how to move information that they're processing 
through a part of the motor system called the cerebellum. Uh-huh. And um, it also enhances the, the development because the motion starts to get stored in a part of the brain, I don't want to get too technical here, but in a part of the brain called the basal ganglia is what we've learned from scientists. And so when, when you go to an instructor and he's working just at the mechanical level, well, the foundation is not set. You know? So it's like working on the second story and the third story without really addressing the foundation of the building. There's always going to be some weakness there. I mean, give me an example. So I, I'm, I'm, this is how I'm imagining it. Uh, let's say again, I, I'm a shortstop, and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, it's, it, I'm going to be playing. Let's say either my first game or just an, an, an important game, and I can just imagine saying, okay, if I'm getting really nervous, my muscles are going to be tight. I'm not going to be able to make. Uh, you know, there was a time when Chuck Knobloch couldn't throw to second from second to first. Remember that? Oh yeah. So uh, I'm thinking, Steve okay, Sachs had the Steve same Sachs, problem. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So w- like, go through kind of a mini process if you have the. If, if you can. I mean, I know we're not hooked up to any electrodes or anything, but... Right, 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 right. What, 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 what would you so, be telling me? Yeah, so what, what's happening... First of all, I'd explain to you what's happening. And what's happening is that the prefrontal cortex is intercepting signals that um, need to get to the cerebellum. And the cerebellum is part of the motor system that allows all the muscles to fire harmoniously. The real subtle muscles become very enlivened when the cerebellum is getting signals on time. And that's when the ball is really coming out of the hand well... Uh, or a golfer, the timing is perfect in striking the ball, uh, or a hitter's able to make a last put second adjustment on a ball that, you know, runs in or runs away from him. And so I use these fluid motion cues that are designed to allow the signals that you're processing about, you know, maybe the ball that's coming to you if you're a hitter, and also the signals that you're processing if you're swinging the bat and any mechanics that are important, allow those signals to get to the cerebellum by use, using these proprietary fluid motion cues and concepts and paradigm-shifting thoughts that we use. And it's, um, it's all based on science. There, there's, no, there's no philosophy or theory. And an athlete who has the experience, they very, very quickly know that this process of the brain must be their priority when they're, when they're performing. So it's an, easy, it's an easy sell, or even hit, have to use the word sell, because it's uh, experiential. And just like there are certain laws of nature... One of them is that water boils at 212 degrees, and if you, you can hope and pray all you want and try and boil it at 200, it's not going to happen until you just huh. align with law of nature and you turn the fire up and the water boils every single time. How much like psych- psychotherapy type stuff? Uh, how much psychotherapy goes into this? I, I don't mean psychobabble. None. I mean like real yeah, therapy. None, none at all. None. Okay. Zero. Mm. Yeah. Huh. All based on neuroscience. How do you know that? I, I, it, this is fascinating to me. But you know, how did an athlete become enraptured in this and become an expert in this, like yourself? I mean, obviously, uh, you you must be a, a sort of an inquisitive guy to begin with, and interested in a lot of things. Was this just something that you had always found yourself gravitating towards the human body, the psyche of the athlete? Uh, was it something that kind of came naturally well, to you? Well, it sounded like he, because he had such a good World Series, yeah. and then after that, couldn't yeah. couldn't play the same game. It's like you're trying to figure out why. Yeah, maybe that was yeah. maybe that was part of it. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, my last few games, the big leagues, I felt like I was playing shortstop in quicksand because my big, mm. my big muscles were so dominant and my subtle muscles were nowhere to be found. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I was in a lot of, a lot of physical and emotional pain. And, and um, you know, so th- through healing, uh, you know, I just started to understand and, again, met, met some, some great teachers, one of them, Stephen Yellen, um, who, you know, put some things together and, and uh, you know, so I just use a very holistic approach in teaching sports. And, mm. 
you know, so I just, you know, I feel blessed to be able to help people. There's nothing like helping people in life, you know. It's like, you know, we can do all we want for ourselves. And it's like, okay, it gets pretty old. But when you see other people, hmm. you know, and you're able to help them transform and, you know, live a better life, that's uh, that's what's most gratifying for me. Well, and on top of that, I mean, you're getting to do it in a field that you love. And you mentioned, you know, having a job where you are helping people and you're getting getting paid to do that and help athletes who you you can relate to it's got to be uh, in some respects kind of a dream job for you there is absolutely nothing i could imagine or i know for sure that could be more gratifying hmm. that's great how many how many of us have that kind of well we, you know work when, when, when life, i listen you know? when i when i make real estate loans to people who who ordinarily couldn't get into a you know their house. That's got to feel nice. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah. look at the Santa Rosa fires that happened. You know, for those yeah, who don't yeah. know, there were some huge fires. Like over five thousand homes lost in Santa Rosa. Yeah, a lot of those people are not going to be able to qualify to rebuild their house. Yeah, it's like me when I get to do an update and it sounds really good. I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> You're helping the world. I'm helping the world by telling them about sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to get off the topic of what you're doing, though, and go back to, to when you played, buddy, because I think the, the listeners always love to hear the stories. Sure. And, and one of the guys, uh, let's go way back to your high school days. You played for a guy named, we mentioned earlier, Al Andrus, who's a local legend here. He took his team to numerous championships. And in, in, in 1977, they won the mythical national uh, title. Uh, now, by the way, you were on that team, weren't you, with uh, a young player about 16, 17? On that 77? Yep. Yeah. I was a junior in high school the year we won the Mythical National Championship. Wow. Um, you know, we, we were a pretty good club, but, um, you know, Al Endress really was, you know, the, the older I get and the more I'm around sports and the more I grow and uh, the more I appreciate Al Endress's, yeah. uh, you know, toolbox of abilities that, that he had. He was, he was really something. Um, he really made us believe that we were better than what we were. We were good, but... We, we really believe that we were really, really good. I, mm. In fact, I was telling the story the other night that when we played, I, losing never would cross our minds. We, mm. we couldn't, couldn't even fathom losing. And when we did lose, which we did a few times, when we did lose, I just remember the feeling I had was like, oh, my God, how, how did that happen? Yeah. You know, <laughs> which, you know, we all lose. Sure. The feeling was so, like, profound, like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, and that just stems from the belief that that he had in us and you know whether he had that strong a belief in us he, he made us believe so you know you fake it till you make it type thing and, and, uh, <laughs> um yeah but the thing is you guys didn't really have to fake it because you had a really good team well you had about how many guys went on to play college ball on that team there was about nine guys I weren't think, there i think there might have been 11 11 players on that team that went on to play college i think six went on to play professionally wow um and uh, so it was, yeah, it was a, it was a, quite a pool of talent. But, you know, all the part of that was, you know, Al's ability to um, to promote us to the, to the college ranks and the professional ranks. I mean, we, you know, people knew about us because of him. Yeah, Al was yeah. interesting because yeah. Al, Al played college uh, basketball and I should say college football and baseball. He played for the 49ers briefly in the NFL. He played in the Brooklyn Dodgers minor league system and got to, to work in spring training with guys like Jackie Robinson and all those great boys this summer on those yeah. Brooklyn Dodger teams. He, he, I mean, he was the Deion Sanders of the day. Yeah, you know, he, <laughs> he, he, he had that where the kids, the kids must have been aware of that too, I guess. I mean, you're yeah, young. He, he, he commanded a lot of respect, um, not just because of his background, but just the way he carried himself. Mm-hmm. He was someone that we all looked up to and admired, and I still do to this day. To, to this day, he inspires me. You know, we have coffee or tea, and 
and uh, you know, like I walk fa- away just fully enlivened. And, and, uh, he's like a father figure. Red, red, he really is. You go tackle yeah. the world. Yeah, it's great. Hey, buddy, stay with us one more time. We're going to go to a quick break here. Who holds the record for the most free throws made in an NBA playoff game? Hmm. That's our question. Good right? question. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. I'll be right back. Whitewater rafting is the ultimate team sport. And since 1972, Mother Lode River Center has been running river trips from mild to wild on the American River, California's most popular whitewater rafting destination. The company has taken thousands of happy guests downriver while maintaining the industry's best safety record. Mother Lode River Center is California's original whitewater resort, spanning half a mile of gorgeous riverfront. An ideal choice for birthday parties, family vacations, or an adventurous day out with friends. Motherload is the only rafting outfitter with an on-site zipline and high ropes challenge course. Exciting new offerings this season include the best of the gold country package with whitewater rafting, ziplining, gold panning, overnight accommodations, and meals combined for the ultimate weekend of fun. Book your trip today by calling 530-626-4187. Or visit us at malode.com, malode.com. See you on the river. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. When you need bug by relief. Ow. Ow. What? Ow. Yikes. Stepped in an ant bed relief. Hmm. What a pretty plant. Wait. Is that... Poison Ivy Relief. You need the power of Gold Bond Relief. Gold Bond Rapid Relief Cream has twice the medicines of hydrocortisone formulas to fight itch and relieve minor pain. Plus, vitamin E and aloe to help soothe skin fast. Gold Bond Relief starts now. Use as directed. Sleep Number presents a bedtime story. You know how 9 out of 10 couples prefer a different mattress firmness? Yeah, what's with the 10th couple? Maybe they've never known smart sleep. Or maybe they've never felt comfort like this. Well, they don't have a bed that adjusts on both sides to their ideal firmness, comfort, and support. Their Sleep Number set. We should help them. Good thing we got great sleep. 10th couple, we got you! Does your bed do that? Right now, during our semi-annual sale, it's the last chance to find final clearance savings on the Queen C4 mattress, only $10.99. Save $500, our lowest price ever, and soon. For more details and to find a store near you, go to sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan and our special guest, Buddy Biancolana. I wonder how many people mispronounce his name. But that's not, it's, it's, <laughs> it's an a easy good one. Italian, it's a good Italian a good, name. Right? Good Italian yeah. name, yes. Yeah. All right, so, uh, second trivia question. Who holds the record for the most free throws made in an NBA playoff game? God, I am clueless on that one. I'd, I'd say if it was today, I'd say James Harden, but I know it's No, you have to go back, back yeah. away. What do you think, buddy? Oh, God, you know, I'd, uh, I hear 
No clue. Okay, Bob Cousy. Oh, yeah. He, he had 30 of them in 1953. Wow. Um, Bob how Cousy. How many did he make? Uh, you know what? I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, for the record, for the most three, made. That's how many he made. Wow. I don't know how many he took, oh, wow. but yeah, that's how many he made. Um, of course, back then they let you do a layup. Um, so, <laughs> just kidding. Okay, buddy, I want to ask you now. It's so funny because before, um, when you and I were talking last week, I, I was sort of kidding about the uh, instant replay. And then Buddy said, he goes, yeah, if, if instant replay was back then, he goes, I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Got it, true. Yeah, re- remind us of uh, what, what happened uh, in 1985 World Series. It was game, game six, wasn't game it? Six, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, game six, bottom of the ninth inning. We're playing at home. We're down one to nothing. Cardinals are up three games to two. If we do not score a run, the World Series is over. We lose. Leadoff hitter was George Orta, hit a little bouncer towards first base. Jack Clark fielded it, flipped to Todd Worrell, covering first base. Worrell stepped on the bag a good half step before George Orta. Don Denkinger, the first base umpire, called Orta safe. And it was, I think it's considered maybe the third worst call in Major League history. <laughs> Poor Don Denkinger. Yeah. It was the call, I call, it was the umpire's call that changed my whole life. Yeah. And uh, we then went on to score. They they missed a pop-up. They had a pass ball or a wild pitch. We scored two runs and one. We came out in game seven and won 11 to nothing. Yeah, I remember, is, I think yeah. Joaquin Andahar, believe, pitched for the Cardinals in game seven. Didn't he get thrown out of the game? He was so frustrated. Yeah, he got thrown out. And, and I think John Tudor may have, too. Anyway, but it was... Uh, no, good. John Tudor got thrown out. I did not like him. He was a yeah, jerk. He, yeah, he's yeah, not careful, yeah, not a, not I a, didn't like the Cardinals at all ever yeah. since I was well, a Kendo. Of Whitey, Her- to... Whitey Herzog was a great manager, but he was kind of – I love Dick Hauser, though. And, you know, Dick Hauser's been gone many, many years. He was one of the one of the nicest guys and a great you, – you'd know this better, obviously, than any of us – great manager, I mean, Dick Hauser. He really worked well with that team, didn't he? Yeah, Dick was great. He, um, you know, very even keel, you know, no matter how we're doing. And, um, you know, as a player, you always appreciate a manager who is just steady, you know, that, you know, you win some, you lose some, and he can be the same guy. So we appreciated that. You know, Dick getting in the World you know, our club being in the World Series that year was the first year that yeah. he uh, managed without the designated hitter. Um, and he did it flawlessly and had some very difficult decisions to make. And uh, really did it very, very well, which is not always easy to do if you're not accustomed to doing it. So, yeah, I really like Dick, and he gave me a chance to play. I'm extremely grateful for that. And that yeah. team, boy, you're talking. I mean, George Brett was on that team, yeah. and George Brett may have been the biggest star, but uh, he was kind of a larger than life figure, wasn't he? Yeah, George, our third baseman, uh, you know, Hall of Famer, um, great third baseman as well, great teammate who really led by example. You know, we were we were a really solid team that had great pitching and great defense and just enough hitting to get the job done. Uh, thanks to George and, and Willie Wilson, Frank White, yeah, yeah. Steve Balboni. And, you know, we were we were a, a good solid team, top to bottom. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, there were so many good. But I, mean, I, I guess maybe because I was just a young guy covering sports, only ten years into the business at that point, the the, the games and the and the players seem still kind of larger than life. As a young guy, being around a team yeah. like that, that must have been kind of a, a dream come true for you. Just to play in the major leagues, first of all, is a dream. But to play in a team that goes to the World Series and wins it all, what was that like? Uh, amazing. You know, in '84, the the prior season of the World Championship year, we were in the playoffs against the train, got swept. Um, you know, so just you know, being in the playoffs that year, and then we, you know, in '85, we beat Toronto and, and then won the World Series. And 
for about a, a week straight after, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and just like say, boy, did this really happen? Yeah. Is this a dream? It was it was a really amazing experience. I, I always share the story that as a, as a kid, I you know, I always knew I wanted to play in the major leagues, but I could never fathom playing in the World Series. And it was the same case once I got to the major leagues. I could never, you know, it was just like too big an event. And it was mm. out of my consciousness to think about playing in the World Series, but all of a sudden there I was playing in the World Series and, and uh and, you know, I played the best baseball of my life. So. You know, I wonder I how many other shortstops in World Series history didn't make an error during their World Series. I don't know what the st- mm. stat is on that. No. Do you have any idea? Yeah, I don't know. I, someone said, I, I know I'd heard I set some record, but I don't even know what it was. But. Mm. I've always said I've always said though shortstop's the toughest position. It's it's in some respects more than well maybe catching is the toughest toughest position to get you down the crouch and you're calling the the you know the pitches. But I mean shortstop as far as the the fielders are concerned. I mean more balls are hit to you. You're kind of the quarterback out there, aren't you? Yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of activity. You know, I think there's uh, less activity now um, than there used to be because you know players you know figured out how to hit they're starting to get the ball elevated more so so they're hmm. my guess is i don't know the numbers but my guess is there are fewer ground balls that are hit now i could be wrong um but back you know back then you know ground balls were, were pretty common hey i gotta ask you all, all these statistics now i mean they're we're so bombarded you know with uh, with the stats and I, I half of them i don't even know what they are now the latest one that cracks me up buddy is the the launch angle and how fast the ball yeah. was leaving the park what difference does it make how fast the ball is leaving the park a home run is a home run for crying out loud don't do you find some of these statistics a little you know over the top and, and useless or do you think it, they all have a you know a reason for being there well i don't know all of them <laughs> so I can't, I can't answer the question completely, but I can talk about launch angle because, you know, I, I, along with all the work that I do, I also work with mechanics in baseball. Mm. I don't work mechanics in other sports, but just baseball. Um, but launch angle is extremely important. Because it is, okay. It, it means that the body is in the right position. Mm-hmm. Hands are in the right position to get elevation on the ball by hitting it just underneath center, mm. middle of the ball. And so there's a, there's a relationship between launch angle and exit speed, mm-hmm. because when you have good launch angle, the proper angles are going to be there with the body, and that will subsequently increase the exit speed because the timing is better. Well, and just and bat speed. I mean that that's going to be a really important part. Uh, yeah, bat mm-hmm. speed. Bat speed's great, but what's really yeah, bat, bat speed combined with proper angle, uh, which will create a better launch angle is. Package, yeah. Right. Yeah, the, the reason I mention that is I think about, the, you know, when you go to carnivals and you see the guys, you know, the, and they, they swing the hammer and then the, the thing pops up and hits the bell. And, you know, you see some big strong guy and he just uses a lot of might and, he, and it barely moves. But you get a little guy and if he just swings the hammer with the fulcrum just exactly physics wise, you know, it's, it's a lot easier. So that's why I'm thinking about bat speed. It's, mm. just, it's the speed of that, that that really pops that thing up. When, when the mechanics are based on physics and the, and the brain is in the proper state, that's when everything happens, huh. that's, and that, that's what we teach. So, but you're exactly right. It's why, you know, we used to, um, in Kansas City, sometimes the Kansas City Chiefs players would come out, and these big linemen would hit, they'd take batting practice for this, you know, <laughs> barely get the ball out of the infield. Yeah. And because, uh, you know, they just didn't understand the physics, nor did we at the time like we do now. But uh, you're exactly right, Edward, uh, that it's you know when the, when the mechanics are based on physics and the proper angles, 
and I can add that the brain's in the right state, that's when we have a complete complete hitter. Yeah, it's amazing when you, you know you look at some of these guys who, you know, phys- physique wise, don't look that big, but they're they're hitting these balls like four hundred feet. Now look at the guy out down in Houston, Altuve. For yeah, that's a good example. What is he? Right. Five foot five, five foot six. Yeah, weighs probably one hundred and fifty something pounds. Yeah. But he, yeah. man, and he's, you know, and believe it or not, his swing is not that great. As yeah. scores is Giancarlo Stanton. There, there's some yeah. flaws in those swings, but mm. processes in their mind are so good that they're they're able to do you know extremely well. These, these athletes today are remarkable, and yeah. um, what I've seen with athletes in the last four or five years is just really something special. It's that, amazing, especially. The defense in baseball, I get blown away by watching that. Oh, yeah. You know, you mentioned swings. I, I, I don't know. The aesthetics of a swing sometimes are fun to watch. The, the two guys I got to see a lot of, of course, growing up, and I'm sure you saw a little bit of them too, Willie McCovey yeah. and, and, of course, a Will Clark. And there's something about a left-handed yeah. swing yeah. when it's executed beautifully. Will Clark had one of the most beautiful-looking swings, and the way he'd follow through and the way his body would swivel – I mean, is there something to that? Is it, or is that just uh, from a, a from a fan standpoint? They just, you know, I well, mean, they, could, they compared him to to Ted Williams, yeah. for that reason, yeah, yeah. Will Clark, you know, there's one way that fluidity of motion is produced in the body, and it's accessing their quieter state of mind and generating your intention from there and getting signals to the cerebellum uninterrupted by the prefrontal cortex. And a lot of really great athletes, it's what they're doing. So a guy like Will Clark, who was so so fluid and you're right he just you know everything you know it's it's poetry in motion mm. and so that that's what's taking place when you when you see you know when you see that and the whole the whole he is David by design i remember talking to will clark about that his rookie year and i, I said how did you develop a swing like that he goes i don't know i just hit the ball see the ball and i hit it yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> i was just like <laughs> and i think maybe that's the key is not as you as you mentioned don't not doing too much. Too, too much yeah. thinking just let the body kind of get in the flow yeah, uh, thinking, thinking from a very, very faint level of mind is the key. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. But those yeah. guys, you know, I loved watching McCovey play growing up watching him. Oh, yeah. boy. It's so much fun to see him, too. He's still at the ballpark. He's not doing really well. Is he? He's in a wheelchair. Willie is 80 years old, 80, but his yeah. spirit is so wonderful. You, you're around the guy, and you just want to put your arms around him. He's he's one of the most yeah. wonderful people uh, I've ever met in sports, and, and just, yeah. a, you know, just a great player. God, he was a fun player oh, to watch. Yeah. I still think about his swing and just the power that used to yeah. come from that left-handed Yeah, bat. he was amazing. What, he used about a 40-ounce bat or something? Something like that. He was <laughs> yeah. a big, strong guy, yeah. And he well, hit it through the wind. Oh, my yeah. gosh, yeah. Well, what, uh, what, what, remember, does, what size bat did you use? To, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, what, what size bat did you use? I used um, 30. a 33-inch, 31-ounce mm-hmm. most of wow. the time. Okay. And, you know, back in the day, we, you know, for whatever reason, they when I signed, they put a heavier bat in my hand and said, here, use this. And, you know, nowadays you see guys using much lighter bats yeah. that they can really manhandle, which is really, really important. The worst thing a hitter can do is use a bat that's a little too heavy because the bigger muscles are going to be more dominant. The subtle muscles mm-hmm. responsible for timing are going to be a little more dormant, so it's not a good thing. So, you know, Bonds was the one who, you know, I think he was using the 30-ounce bat and choking up. He was using those yeah. maple bats. You know, that reminds me, why are so many bats cracking in the last 20 years? It Cheap. used to be you'd, you'd keep a bat and you'd have it for the almost the, the entire season before you broke it. Now it seems like every other day, you know, players are having to carry like 40 or 50 bats and they're cracking. Is it just the wood is not as good, or what is it? Well, I, I actually think, the wood is better. I, I wasn't aware that there's so many cracked bats now. Mm. I know they're using maple, which holds up better. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we were using birch back in the day, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it cracked plenty. 
Mm-hmm. Um, just use aluminum ones. You won't crack those. <laughs> oh, I hate this. Don't you, <laughs> Brody, don't you idea. hate the sound of an aluminum? This is the I thing that too, drives yeah. me up the wall yeah. about college and high school. And I understand they do it from a, you know, save money. But is, are they really saving that much money? And it just sounds terrible, it that does. sound the, of an aluminum ping. Yeah. I hate You didn't play. When you played high school ball, they didn't have aluminum bats, right? Sure they did. No, we did. We oh, did. really? In fact, yeah. the 77 team, we all used the same bat. All nine guys in the lineup used the same bat. I'll never forget one day it just cracked right in half. <laughs> really? You used the, you all used the same bat? Wow! It was. A, I remember exactly what it looked like to this day. That's funny. That is. Fu- <laughs> so what happened if the bat? You mentioned the bat. A little bit of bat cracked. I mean, I, that's pretty rare. Well, what happened if the if the bat did crack and you had to have a backup bat, right? Well, they had to go to the store and buy a new one. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had we had yeah we had other bats around, but no, you know, everyone liked the same bat. That's funny. That is really. I funny. did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Hey, buddy, it's been a pleasure having you. We're going to have you on again. Great. Okay. Very nice. Th- thanks for for uh, joining us today. All right, that was right. Buddy Bianca yeah. on a 1985 World Series. I World call him a hero. Yeah, he was. He, he was. was. Yeah, famous. We forgot to ask him about his famous triple. We'll yeah. ask him next time. Yeah. All right, third trivia question. Everyone knows the Boston Celtics currently hold the record for the most NBA championships. Mm. Who currently holds the record for losing the most championships? The most, cha- uh. the most. You know, in the NBA Finals. Gotcha. Right. That's our trivia question. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738.
When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Third trivia question. Everyone knows that the Boston Celtics, or I assume everyone knows, that the Boston Celtics currently hold the record for the most NBA championships. Who currently holds a record for losing the NBA? And it's not the Charlotte Bobcats. I'm thinking it was the Lakers only because the Lakers lost a lot of titles in the 60s when Jerry West and Elgin Baylor were there. And uh, they lost a few in the 80s with Magic and, and uh, with Kareem. And I'm thinking, I can't think of anybody else who lost that many besides the Lakers. You are correct. How many did they lose? The owner of the second, uh, mo- they've also had the, the owner of the second most NBA How many championships, championships have they won? Well, it says that they lost the NBA Finals fifteen times. Wow, fifteen times! Yeah. I know. I know. Back in the fifties, they had George Mikan and the Minneapolis Lakers, and you well, know they won back to back. They won they a bunch of titles, bunch of but they also lost a few. Then they lost a bunch, and they didn't win it in, in L.A. until nineteen seventy one, seventy two, with that great team with Wilt Chamberlain and Elgin Baylor oh, and yeah. Jerry West. So, but I didn't realize they lost fifteen. Wow, that's yeah, amazing. Fact, that, that means they've been in the in the champ. How many did they won? Did you say? Uh, well, it says that they lost fifteen. I don't. And have I the think they've won. I think they've won about fifteen. They're probably pretty yeah. close to that. God, they've probably been in more than the Celtics then in in the championship. Uh, in the championship, yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's a good point. Probably wow. George Mikan. He was the first big man, wasn't he? First big man, also first commissioner of the old ABA, which oh. integrated with the NBA of ten years later and really made the league better, just like the old AFL did with the NFL. I think it was the best thing. Yeah, I've, seen, I've read, look at uh, some old highlight reels, and and uh, he's like a, a man, men among boys. Yeah, he was a big <laughs> dude. He wore these horn rim glasses. He was kind of the, the classic uh, 50s big man. 50s, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to uh, cut out for today. Here's our thoughts. Fear, uncertainty, and discomfort are your compasses toward growth. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better because I'm, I'm surrounded by that every day. <laughs> <laughs> then that means you're growing. I'm growing. I, growing. I gotta, I'm about to turn 66. I can't believe that. That just wow. blows me away. A number. It's just a number. I'm officially. Re, I'm officially in the retirement. I'm collecting my social security now. How about that? Huh? <laughs> okay. Yeah, here's the other one. And you learn more from failure than from success. That's right. Don't true. let that stop you. Failure builds your character. That's true. And with that. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.